Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And with us is our friend, illustrator, human design reader, and mystic, P the Fury. Hi, P. Welcome. (laughs) How are you? Feeling, um, I'm feeling seated (laughs) and open and raw. That's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, we were connecting a little bit about this offline, just about uh, this time we're in and how, um, yeah, like opening and uh, interesting it is for so many of us. So thank you for being here in your raw state. We appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, P was actually, we, um, we connected on positive head. And, um, and so we were actually talking about human design there. And, you know, that's something that we've mentioned several times on the show that we've really wanted to dive into. Um, because as I was saying on the other show, for me, like human design has always been so fascinating and interesting, but it just, it's, it's kind of like one of the lesser known, uh, I feel like frameworks of like our beings, right? Astrology is like super known, but um, so would love if you could one introduce yourself in whatever way feels appropriate to you, um, but two, you know, maybe introduce human design to those who might not know much about it. Okay. Well, hi, I'm B. Um, I am first and foremost an artist because um, I think that everything's art. So there's that. Um, and I'm a, I consider myself a human design reader, a psychedelic human design reader, just because of the way that uh, I express things. So human design, um, to explain that, is basically this modality that mixes several different modalities together to um, kind of create a blueprint of someone's incarnation that they chose this lifetime. Um, so human design mixes Kabbalah, astrology, the I Ching, um, the chakra system, and a bit of uh, gene sequencing uh, together to create um, this map or this blueprint. And so basically um, human design readers are looking at how efficiently you use your energy in this universe um, and how you decided to show up as a character in this, in this uh, illusion that we chose. Yeah. I like that. And what are the different types of characters that you might choose to show up as? Um, So when it comes to overall aura type, there are four aura types and then there's like a subtype. Um, So the four aura types are reflectors. They make up about 2% of the population. They 
will know that they're a reflector because they have no defined centers. Um, wow. Then there are projectors. They make up about... Wait, let me ask you a question. Sorry. Yeah. What does no defined centers mean? What does that mean? Um, so when they pull up their human design chart on Jovian Archive or uh, Genetic Matrix, um, they, .com, um, they will see this body graph um, and it has these nine centers. If all of them are colored in, you're fully defined. If none of them are colored in, then you are undefined and you're a reflector. And what does it mean to be undefined? Um, so when you have an undefined center, that just basically means that you don't have consistent access to energy in that part of your body or in that center of your body. Oh. Okay. okay. So whom, what type of person might a reflector be? I'm genuinely curious because I know the least about reflectors. What like type of human might that be? Exactly what you are. That's what reflectors, uh, they kind of do. They kind of just mirror you back to yourself mm-hmm. um, if they spend enough time with you. Uh, reflectors are kind of the temperature takers of reality. It's like if you're talking to a reflector, this is where the collective is at um, and mostly you because you're closer to them. But uh, for the most part, they're just reflecting the overall energy that we're experiencing because they're completely open. They don't have access to their own energy. Cool. Okay. Carry on. Yes. Um, And then after that, it's projectors and projectors make up about like 20 to 25% of the population, I believe right now. I heard another, uh, I need to look it up again, actually, the percentages, but um, projectors are considered non-energy beings like reflectors, but they do, they will have, um, at least one defined center. Um, and so projectors are the ones who are here to be guides for mostly generators, um, and kind of show them how to navigate the illusion or the Maya that we're existing in. Um, because generators, they will need some help with how to efficiently move their energy, especially if they're born with sacral energy. Um, Life force energy is something that's kind of hard to understand for generators because we just have it. We're born with it. It's like me trying to explain like my flesh to myself. Like, I don't don't know. um, And so with uh, generators being the most predominant uh, people in society at the moment, there's 70% of the population. Um, they kind of need help with making sure that they're using their energy in a way that is what the collective needs. Um, the collective mm-hmm. has dramatically transformed. Like the world used to be mostly manifestors and they make up 9% of the population now. So the way wow. that the world works has drastically changed and generators are kind of like, um, and so projectors started being born in the 17, the late 1700s, um, to be able to kind of show generators what's going on. Um, and then next will be, um, generators and generators are 70, 70% of the population. There are tons of us. Um, we are sacral beings. We're tied to life force energy. We basically keep everyone alive. They're very warm, bubbly people. People just like to literally like sit next to them. Um, they're very magnetic <laughs> Um, and they're here to keep everything going, keep everyone alive, keep like the party going. We're like, hey, we can keep going for like eight hours. We're just <laughs> doing stuff. Um, and then we'll fall asleep and we'll wake up and it's like, cool, more stuff to do as long as we're doing what we like. Um, mm. And so that's generators. And then there are manifestors and manifestors are the ones who kind of created the world that we live in now. Manifestors are the ones who have the ability to create energy at will. They make up about 9% of the population and they they have something called a motorized throat, which basically means that they have a power center in the body that's connecting to the throat that's not the sacral. Um, Hmm. 
And when you have this like power, this motorized throat, you have the ability to express or create energy. Um, and so that is what manifestors are here for. Um, and they are very unique aura type um, because they're not magnetic. They're actually considered something I mean, you're still man magnetic to like manifesting, but when it comes to people, um, manifestors actually shrink the auras of other types temporarily. Oh. Um, and it's not like I make you small. It's more like I need you to move a little bit because I'm about to do something. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, I need to make sure you're not going to get in my way when I had to get this thing done. And their aura does it automatically. They don't have to say anything. It just literally shifts people out of its way. Um, and so what happens with manifestors is they just have to like announce themselves like I'm doing this uh, warning. And then the other types are like, Oh, okay. We're about to like move out of the way. Cool. Um, sometimes most of the time. Um, but that's the manifestor experience is the ability to create energy at will. And then there are manifesting generators and they are a subtype of generator. So they have the aura of a generator. So they're still very magnetic. Um, they're designed to allow things to kind of come to them. Um, they, when they are manifesting generator, that what that means is that they have the sacral definition of a generator, but they have a motorized throat as well. And mm. so that basically is having some manifestor energy in there. Um, and what usually happens with manifesting generators is that they get, they're, they're people who can pivot really quickly um, and they move fast and they talk fast. Like I'm a manifesting generator, <laughs> if you can't tell. Um, and they do like five things at one time. Like they have to have things to hop in between and just like well I'm an artist and a photographer and a human design reader and I, like I just need to be able to do stuff um and so manifesting generators act like generators with like electricity in them mm, yeah wow. that makes sense that's cool yeah, those are the types. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for outlining that. It's super, super interesting to hear, like, as you're, I mean, it was super interesting to hear, actually, like, when you're talking about, like, when people are starting to be born, or, like, the projectors are starting to mm -hmm. be born in this time, and uh, that's super interesting. And also, um, I, I like in your describing, like, generators, how they, like, keep people going, and they keep everyone, it's, like, literally a generator, though, like, a ge yeah. like an energy generator. Exactly. But also I was laughing because before this, we figured out that I'm a manifester and Ambrosia is a generator. <laughs> and you said about generators that they're like, let's just keep going. Like they can keep going. And whenever Ambrosia and I are anywhere, I am the first one to bed. And Ambrosia's the one that's like, let's all stay up until, you know what I mean? Like she's like <laughs> leading the like slumber party. And I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh my God, you missed all this stuff. And I just always need to like recharge. So it's yes, just, it just made me laugh. literally do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I have my reasonings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah generators are the they the people sometimes describe generators like the, the juicy ones because it's like you get you got you get out you get your juice from from generators it's like all right like yeah you need to refresh um and keep going so yeah well I was thinking it would be really interesting um unless is there anything else like about human design that you think people um should know like in general just about someone discovering their human design or just the system in general? I would say when you find out your type, learn your strategy and authority and mess with that for a while. Um, hmm. Like that's literally all you have to do is try out your strategy and authority and the rest of your chart will start to just unfold for you. Your life will just start to um, act in that way. But getting your chart read helps to kind of um, 
let you be okay with certain elements of yourself um, that might pop up the more you are living your strategy and authority. What, what is, is the shadow gene authority? Strategy and authority um, is the strategy for strategy. all beings to kind of move throughout um, the universe. So it's kind of like, are you, um, how does your car start? Like how, how do you start to uh, let your vehicle move? Um, and how that works every time you make a decision basically. So for generators, their strategy is to respond to their environment. For manifestors, it's to initiate um, and inform. And so if you know your strategy and you play around with that for a while, your start your life starts to um, unfold and show you like, oh, th th it's really smooth if I just start to use my strategy. Now your authority is where you're getting your energy from. So mm -hmm. for manifestors, for instance, your authority can be many things. It could be that you're an emotional manifestor, which means your authority um, is the fact that you do have this emotional entity that takes over from time to time. Um, or if you are a generator, um, your sacral is your authority. Your sacral is telling you how to make decisions. Um, you could be a splenic projector and your intuition or your spleen, part of your body, which is where instinct and intuition lives, um, that is your authority in life. You should be going, making decisions off of your intuition over your sacral. Um, so that's your kind of like how you make decisions. Is your sacral like your hmm. gut? Is that like gut yeah, your, feeling? Your, your gut, your gut, or like your lower gut, your deep core. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't I, – I looked up my human design like a, a while ago, like a couple years ago, and I did see the thing about to – like my – I'm a manifester, so to inform. And as soon as I read that, I did start playing around with it. I was like, man, this really works. Because like I was thinking back on my life about how many times like I just do the thing that I think I'm supposed to do and everybody freaks out because they feel like I'm changing stuff up on them, you know? Mm -hmm. And how it's so simple of like, if I just say, I'm about, hey, listen, this is what I'm about to do. Everyone feels included, like they're on board, like it's not some huge surprise or triggering event. So yeah. super cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I was wondering if we could, since we know both of ambientized types, if we could like understand a little bit more about like how they work together, the manifest, you already told us a little bit, but like the manifester and the gener generator, how do these two types work together so the way that it works now is a little different than the way it used to work um so the way it would used to work is uh let's say we we're back in egyptian era the manifestor was probably some sort of pharaoh um and the generator was the person who was working for the pharaoh or like the slave type that's the idea of what was happening between manifestors and generators back in the day. Um, now we live in societies where we don't need to have someone to tell us like how civilization is supposed to exist. So when I'm talking about manifestors now, instead of these ancient world builders, I'm thinking of people who are creating sub genres of existence, basically. It's like these subgroups are created um, that didn't exist hmm. before. So when I see a manifestor generator team, I'm seeing a manifestor who's creating a new world, like, oh, this new community is like popping up now where these people need somewhere to go. Um, so I'm going to create the space for it. Um, and then the generator's like, cool. So I'm going to make sure you can keep doing this um, because if not, you're going to drop it or go to like go to sleep or something like that. Um, so I'm going to make sure that you stay alive um and also i'm going to pull other people to us and like 
be a magnet for opportunities mm. and things um, for just whatever it is we need. I will pull it towards us to make sure that we have fuel and resources to keep this thing going. Um, so that's kind of how I see that relationship. Can I ask you a question? I feel like a lot of the times I'll have an idea, right? I'm like, Alexa, we should do this. And if it takes even like a month to get this idea going, I'm like, forget it on to the next one. And I am over it and I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to move on and go to the next idea. Is this because I am a generator or is this just a personality trait of mine? That <laughs> I think it could, has to do possibly with your um, open head on center. Yeah. So you have a completely open head center. And so when beings have open head centers, they are very receptive to the ideas of others. Um, and so it could be maybe one day you're scrolling on Instagram and someone just puts this idea on the out in the air and you're like, <gasps> Yep. And that idea can temporarily kind of <laughs> stick with you. Um, but trying to hold on to that idea is very difficult for um, people with open heads because um, they're meant to temporarily like receive ideas to learn about the like the process of creating ideas. Just, OK, these ideas and these thought forms exist. Cool. And then they leave. They don't they're not you're not really meant to rely on your ideas. You're not going to always have ideas it just decides to bless you with its presence randomly like oh here's one and, and um you let it go I feel that <laughs> that was a good question Ambie that's good to understand that and this is also another example of why it's really beneficial to get your chart read right because what P was talking about is in Ambie's specific chart her head center is open but in your chart something else might be open or closed mm -hmm. or I don't know um you were also saying, P, though, about, like, um, the sacral center, right? Like, I have an open sacral center, and mm -hmm. Ambi, like, fuels that. Yeah. You you temporarily borrow life force energy from Ambi when you guys are communicating. I knew ah. it. <laughs> this whole time. This whole time. Generators are designed to do that. They have, like, an, they have a never-ending connection to life force energy. So it's like, sure, take whatever. That This isn't. This is always here. You can take however much you want. Um, but only when you feel good and are excited about it, because when you are doing things that do not excite you, that's like putting diesel in a Prius and it starts to like mess with your entire system. It can make you sick. It like it. You should be saying yes to the things your body is saying yes to. Do not move towards the things your body's like, don't we don't enjoy that. We like that doesn't feel good. The things that don't feel good in your body, let them go. Don't move towards them. That's literally <laughs> my life in a nutshell right there. That's interesting. Okay. That's that's also crazy too, Ambie, yeah. because today when we were talking about something that you had to do that I knew you did not want to do, yep. I was like, oh my God, this feels – because like you're saying, okay, so like she's not fueling herself, right? Or like you said, she's like putting – That's literally actually why I took a nap after because I was so exhausted. I was like, I can't handle this and I like fell asleep. <laughs> I was hearing, I was like, we need to stop doing this. Like we need to, we need to stop doing this because like, it felt like what was coming from her was like, like just in general on our call this morning because of this thing was like, was like, I had nothing. I had nothing to, no, no, no offense, Amby, but normally like you're fueling me, right? And you're like, we can do this and we can do this. And then this morning I was like, this feels terrible. There's like, I don't know. I, I didn't know why, but that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. That's really so, we still have access to life force energy. We have to be very, very careful about the way we treat our vehicles, though, because then we start to, like, put sludge out and we can't move. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is terrible. Because um, a generator who's not out of alignment can be more exhausted than a projector who's been working for too long. Um, and so you just want to be careful with how you're fueling yourself. Mm, I got that download as I was, like, laying on the couch, too. My brain goes into, like, worst case scenario, right? Like, cancer. Here we go. It is. <laughs> and so... Then, because I don't normally nap during the day unless I'm sick. That's the only time I can actually like just kind of fall asleep. And as this is happening, I'm in and out and I get the download, like you need to, you need to start like treating your body better because the way that you're like avoiding physical activity and you're eating too much Halloween candy, it's not, this is not good for you. So, so glad you're here. Enforce that. Yeah, generators, they need to be moving their sacral a lot. I dance in the mirror a lot. Like, there's a lot of sacral movement for me um, because for a long time, like, I didn't really believe in my capacity or my capability. I think I blocked a lot of my sacral energy in my body. And then some like weird health stuff came up with the sacral part of my body um, last year. And I was like, oh, you need to start like getting this power out of your body. Like you need to be like Mm. moving more and lending that power to more people and like push it out because it's stuck. There's like a like lodged so let's fix that. Now Um, the sacral part of your body is that associated with um sexuality? Uh, yes, okay. it can be. And um, sexuality in the, like, uh, what is procreation in that way. Okay. Okay. Because I've if this is just so fascinating. I'm going to take up this whole hour. But <laughs> I've always had, like, this issue with my stomach. And I know that's not related to sexuality. But I've always had this issue with my stomach. And, like, it went into, like, past life stuff. It's just really interesting that this is coming up because I've been asking for answers to that. So I appreciate you. Of course, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's really wild. Um, when sacral beings are living in alignment, they're, the way that their bodies act changes. It's almost like for me, I feel like I've become kind of a, I don't know how to explain it, but like a little bit more like animalistic. I don't know how to explain it, but like my, I feel very, very in touch with like the animal part of me, it's really weird. Um, the more I am a generator, I'm like, oh, like we're literally just these like beasts. Like, I, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, but like, yeah, we're just like here to make sure stuff gets done. Um, and it's fun. That's so accurate for you. Ambi, what I was thinking too is like you're, you always have to be running. Like you always have to be moving. Like she's always like just running, yeah. just, just running. <laughs> And <laughs> literally, like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, what else is I thinking about that? Uh, um, uh, I lost it. But oh, but I had a question too about like when you said so manifestors. You said like they need other people to like fuel them, right? So yeah. like my. Well, like my whole life, I've been like alone, like literally like I'm an only child. I've spent so much of my childhood just like alone. Like I I spend for the past 10 years, I've worked for myself and just sitting in my apartment alone. Like I have a husband now, but like still for most of the day, I'm just alone. And I have Ambie across the way, like which is great, but like that's been my 
biggest confusion about myself. It's like, I feel like I'm supposed to be with people. Like, I feel like I'm, I have that desire all the time. Like, I have dreams about it. Like, I'm supposed to be surrounded by people, but so why? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that probably means you need to create that, um, experience for yourself. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the reason I say that is cause like for manifestors, if you want something, you, you have to make it happen. Like you literally have to grab it out of reality. Um, mm. you guys, things don't really get magnetically attracted to you guys. But, like things can fall into your lap, of course, cause the universe always provides, but like, if you want something, get it. That's how manifestors are uh, designed to live. Now, the thing is, like, the reason why manifestors do really well with generators is because they can oftentimes kind of, like, if they're not being, like, fueled by the generator, they can kind of pass generators things, and they're like, cool, I'm kind of bored with this. I, I need to do the next thing to be able to, like, expand this thing. So I always recommend that manifestors have several generators around that you can be like, I'm done with this now. If you could keep that going, that would be awesome. I need to go do this other thing and make the other thing happen. Um, you guys are just moving on to the new thing, making new things, but you have to, like, make it happen. Do you want to hear something funny is my whole, like for like the past five years, I've had this vision in my head. I'm like, I would, I'll tell this to my husband and he's like, I don't know if like that exists. I'm like, this is my dream job. Okay. I'm sitting in a room. <laughs> There's tons of people out in the other room that I love and trust and are awesome. And at any moment I have an idea and I go, I have an idea. You and you come in here. And I tell them my idea. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go check out if this is a good idea and we'll come back. I'm like, cool, go, come back. And then they leave and then I sit in my chair again and then I have another idea and I call the next two people in and then they go. And I've like told this to many people. I'm like, this is my dream. Yeah. <laughs> that makes and, a lot of sense. That's pretty much what manifestors are supposed to be doing um, okay. because manifestors, you guys, and I don't know if I'd call them all ideas. Um, some of them I might call urges because what happens with manifestors is that um, the way that I see this or translate this is that manifestors are really connected to like what the collective needs. Um, and so it's almost like the manifestors and the collective have this like direct line, um, except the collective doesn't know how to use words because it's the collective of infinite beings. And so it's like, this should happen. I need to get this, I need, how can we make this happen? Cool, manifestors are the ones who can create energy. I'm going to hop into the body of a manifestor because they're the ones who can make the thing happen. Um, and so manifestors get these urges to make things or create mm -hmm. things. It's out of nowhere very often. Um, makes you Sometimes it makes no sense. Um, and it's like, this has to happen. This needs to exist. And that's basically the collective like popping into your body or being like, hello, we need you. Um, and so... It would be uh, great if manifestors could start those things, create the energy, and then pass it to generators who are here to literally cultivate energy. Like, we're the ones who can hold energy in our hands forever. Um, and so that's, that's so cool. good for us to receive that. That's such a cool image. I Amy, you're like, you're like Iron Man or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have energy for days. I, also, um, God, I keep thinking of it and forgetting it. Uh, well, I have another question about Ambie and I. But Ambie, did you have a question? Sorry. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, how can how can Ambie and I, as a manifester and a generator, also there's a question on Facebook from Jennifer Clark. Hi, Jen. Um, I'll ask him one sec. How can Ambie and I work better uh, together as 
uh, manifester and generator. Any tips? Tips. I gotta make sure I'm not thinking. Um, Ambi, make sure because I'm feeling in my gut that my gut is expanding. Make room for your gut. Um, so. I guess like be okay with following your gut is maybe the message that I feel like I'm getting. Um, and if you feel like your body is like, I don't want to do it, just make sure you're not doing that. Um, so you can offer like the purest fuel to um, Alexa and also the purest fuel to yourself. And that's being kinder to your body literally because like your gut is what you're intaking. Um, and your body likes to intake certain things in particular. Um, and so just listen to what your gut, it's telling you what it wants. Um, and so that, and then um, Alexa, my voice started doing a weird thing. So I feel like it's like share more, like more of your urges, maybe um, just put them out there. Just like whenever you get them, just like blah, put it <laughs> into reality. <laughs> Spit okay. it out. <laughs> Thank you. I was just thinking that my biggest challenge, I think, or a big hurdle is um, trusting generators. Not that I, not that I don't trust you, know, Ambie, you and I have been through this, Damn. but like, no, 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 it's not well, you. It's just in general. Joking. Like, I, 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 that vision I was getting of just passing off all these projects, that's so hard when you don't trust any, when you can't really trust. Yeah. You can't really do that, right? So, you, yeah. so for me, I feel like it's a tr- more trust now, has to come into play. That does actually bring up a question. So, would it benefit us more because sometimes what will happen is Alexa will have an idea and I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. We could change it this way or whatever. We could like, like I kind of amp her up, but then she runs with the idea. Right. And she's the one that like, like does it, would it benefit us more to have like someone else do the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Giving, giving like an option of another individual so that you can say yes to the ideas that your body is says yes to. So like okay. you might not say yes to everything that Alexa feels should exist. Um, Cause it might not be where you're going in particular at that moment. And so having the option Alexa to be able to like give it to someone else who won't compromise their sacral um, or something like that um, would be a good idea having that that option like that. but trusting I've, the people is uh the thing i guess ask like just decide like i there will be people who i can trust around me like there will be people i can trust mm-hmm. to be able to hand these things off to they just have to exist and then start seeing people walk into your life who you could trust powerful i was gonna say i like your way i was gonna say everybody who's listening to this go test yourself tell yeah. me if you're a generator <laughs> and then we'll, we'll see. that's another way that's probably get a reading with P. Generators. See, get a reading with P. See if we're a match, and then and then you, you come and apply. That's hysterical. I really think I used to work for um, Apple Retail, and I really think that you are human design charts. When really, we, I really. Why think, do you say that? Because of the way that they position certain people, and like after I left, me knowing the types of my coworkers, I was like, this is weird. Like you put them in the, the exact place where they would probably need to um, be. Yeah, and it uh, does not surprise me that a company like that would do something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I had a I had an old boss that knew my personality chart before he even applied to the job, 
or not I applied. I mean, before I took the job after I applied and he hired me because of my personality type. Wow. Oh, so it's, it so does it not happens. surprise me that a big company would do something like that. Like yeah. if anyone would, it would be Apple. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Clark wants to know, she said, this is so cool. How can we find out what type we are? Um, you can go to jovianarchive.com um, or geneticmatrix.com. That's the one that I use. Perfect. Or and how do can... people get a reading with you? Um, you can go to my website. Um, it's P-E-A-T-H-E-F-E-A-R-Y.com. Um, and you can book there. I have three options. Cool. Ooh, so and what, what will somebody like – Obviously, they're going to find out, like, what type they are. They'll figure out, like, what their centers are. They'll figure out how, like, best for them to operate in the world, right? What else, like, might or, – or do you want to just tell them, like, kind of, like, what they might expect from a reading with you? Yeah. So um, in my 30-minute readings, those are, like, a foundational reading. That's basically going over your type, um, which includes your strategy and authority, um, your profile number, which is kind of, like, the character that you're playing. It's how you interact with people, even, and including yourself. Um, and also, sometimes, like, whether or not you have um, karma or, like, your your resolving karma this lifetime or not um, and then your incarnation cross which is basically the mission that you will um, kind of play out if you're living your type or living in alignment so cool I like that that's really cool. and then so that's sorry that's a 30 minute reading and then I have um, an hour reading and that one is a foundational reading if you haven't gotten that one already along with a bit more um in-depth information like the little arrows that are around the head a bit more into um those things called variables um along with like if i get any intuitive things that just kind of come up um for me then i will spout them off (laughs) yeah that's awesome awesome Thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. And for those of you, like, if you haven't already, when you look up your chart, you'll see that you'll, like, find out what your type is. But, like, it's not just, like, there's – it's not like your astrology sign where you're, like, you can go and Google, like, a million things about it. It's more, like – I feel like it's better to have somebody like you explain it because honestly, Pete, I've done a lot of research on it. And until we talked like a couple weeks ago, I literally had, I had knew none of this. So thank you so much for speaking so clearly on it. And you're just, you're obviously so knowledgeable about it and like connected with this information. It's beautiful. Thank you so much uh, for that. Um, but yes, and I also offer relationship readings and that could be like for partners or I, I just did it for a business partnership and then or like a parent and a child that type of thing too oh I like that just like the electromagnetics of two types um but yeah I love I just love human design it just it's it shows me that life is literally a video game and I'm like we were programmed like computers is hilarious like whenever (laughs) I'm looking at these charts it's so fun do you ever meet somebody that's not on the chart or that's like is there are there any new chart types coming up uh, well, apparently, um, kids who are going to start being born around, I believe, 2027 are getting like new chakra types in their hands um, that are or new new centers in the hands. Um, wow. And they haven't been born yet, but apparently they're coming. Um, Wait, when are they going to be born? Sorry. 2027. 2027 okay. is what it said. But um, 
there's this new, this new paradigm that is occurring in 2027 that they talk about in human design, um, which basically the way that energetics works is just making a pretty dramatic shift. It's where the projectors are kind of um, guiding us into. Um, they're kind of showing us the way into this new age. Cool. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. Where are you, where did you like first, I mean, where did you learn all about human design? Like how did you become so knowledgeable on it? Uh, um, I collected information from everywhere for a couple years. I I just, I don't know, I got really, really obsessed. Uh, I also have like four signs in Scorpio. So like when I get obsessed with something, I'm like, I'm latching on. Um, so I read every resource, every free resource that was available, whatever textbooks I could get. I bought a few books. Um, I took a couple courses as well. And I just like, if there was Instagrams, I was taking in information. Um, but then also I was, <laughs> am I allowed to mention psychedelics? Yeah. Okay. Mention whatever you want. Um, I, um, would take psychedelics. I would do these trips with my friends because um, I'm a really good uh, trip sitter. Um, and I would just read their charts while I like we're all tripping. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I feel like I, uh, I'm in this, um, this like video game, like right before you kind of go into like the laser tag room. I feel like I'm in the room before that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm seeing you being born. Like I'm seeing like, what type of creature you were deciding to be this lifetime. Um, and during those trips, it was weird because people were having these insane connections while I was talking. Um, and I was like, well, I looked at your chart and I know that this word um, means this in the human design world, but like when I'm seeing it, I'm seeing something kind of different than the way they're explaining it. Um, and so that's why I consider myself a psychedelic human design reader because the way I make connections, um, I think it's because of the psychedelic experiences I've had mm. while giving human design readings. Yeah, that's, that's cool. so cool. Do you actually think, because I've, I've actually, I've thought about this many times, like with astrology, you know, I've just, I've wondered this, but like you kind of just alluded to it with human design. It's like, do you think that before we come into this incarnation, it's kind of like when you're about to play a video game and you're deciding like, okay, which character, like you said, am I going to, you're like flipping through them all and like you could be the tall guy or the short person or whatever. You know what I mean? Different characters, different avatar. Do you think it's literally like that where it's like, okay, you have four options here. You could be this, 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 this. That's that's exactly what I think. Um, And not all human design readers think like this, um, but with, life experiences I've had and psychedelic experiences I'm basically I feel like we are this one being who is just like cool so what is the most organized way we can split into infinite parts and experience it or experience ourselves and at that time they're like you know who can handle this a really good video game designer and I feel like we were just we were like cool if we make this like a video game and we all are all like consciousness temporarily existing in these pre-programmed um simulation things or uh bodies or whatever um that would be the best way to do this so we'll just go ahead and program this video game um and then you can choose from this infinite uh capacity of being a person you can choose these traits and then like let's see what it's like to be this type of person this time and then you just keep hopping and selecting different versions and you're like cool i'm gonna try this one out i'm gonna move it around a little bit cool i'm gonna try this one out i feel like that's the way it's uh working i love that yeah i like that 
I've actually been getting an intuition lately to, I've never been like super into video, like I've always, I had like a Super Nintendo when I was a kid and I played, you know, like Mario Kart, Donkey Kong, all that stuff. But like, I never have been like a gamer or I've never been really in, even into like VR or like anything like that. And lately it's like getting stronger and stronger by the day. It's like, I feel like I'm almost being beaten over the head now. It's like, get a VR headset, get like the Oculus Quest 2, like get it, get it, get it, get it. And I've been feeling into why. And one, I think it's like my inner child wants to play. But two, I think there's something about it that is going to help me. I don't know why. I genuinely think something about doing the VR is going to help me like understand the avatar experience. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to help me disassociate in a positive way, like from this body and realize like you're not the body. Like you're, I I don't know. The body is like the best video game controller ever created ever. Um, And VR, I played it. I did it one time in the mall and I was like, I think it freaked me out a little bit. Um, It was before I think my awakening. Um, And I was like, I was doing it. I was like, oh no, I don't like, I felt like I I was going to trip like just by playing that game. I was just like, oh, we're doing this. And my brain did, I just put it down. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Um, It's intense. Yeah. Like I, my husband has a VR headset and he likes to play it and it's, it's pretty intense, like, because it's so real. And then they have controls that you have your arms in. So now you can grab things and throw them. And, and so, they vibrate. And it's like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> the sound is there now, too. So it's like a full immersion experience. Ooh. I can't I can't do anything other than, like, the meditation. The Ooh. meditation. <laughs> I tried to do the ocean one, but the sharks freaked me out. Just <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's. Ooh, that's I don't want to get eaten by a shark. Well, well, I'll let you guys know how it goes once I get my VR. If I like, yeah. pop out, if I like, pop out of my body spontaneously or anything like that, it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, I think it will be a fun time. Right out, yeah. Because I've I've done a lot of experimenting with psychedelics in my lifetime, you know. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm becoming so sensitive. Like I was just talking with someone about this. Like I don't know if I can even do anything anymore like because and I love that experience of getting outside your reality I love having that experience but I just think my body's too sensitive right now it's just too much so maybe this is a different way to do it I don't know we'll see but I'll let you guys know um (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show this is super awesome thank you for sharing about human design and oh also um on your website do you want to shout out like about your art Oh, yeah. Um, I do these little prints um, and it's basically like whenever a quote like pops up in my head or something like that, um, I allow like an illustration to come to me with it and I combine them and I make posters out of them and I sell them on my website. Oh, yeah. cool. They're super fun, that. super psychedelic. Cool. <laughs> so check out uh, pthefairy.com. We'll put that in our show notes. Um, hi, Nelly. People are popping on. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all of you for watching, for listening. Um, and Ambie, anything you want to share? Um, no, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to go to your website right now. I'm really excited. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my voice is like doing weird things because I'm freezing right now. Um, so <laughs> I figure out a way to heat my body up. <laughs> heat, heat that body up. Get that generation going. Um, until next time, everybody, we love you so much. Keep on blooming. Bye. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 